Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of The John Morris Show. So, I'm apparently getting called out on all of my Upwork BS. So, I got this from Zakir on a recent YouTube video I did about Upwork. So, he says, why do I have to sell myself each time I apply to a job? I have top-rated status with 96% so-called, with 96% so-called BS. Clients come work on their come on Upwork on their last resort if they didn't find anywhere and they don't believe they will find and that's why they don't bother to respond. So okay, so look, being a top-rated freelancer with a good job success rate doesn't somehow magically absolve you of needing to compete for work. You're you're always going to have to sell yourself and complete, even outside of freelance sites. You're still competing. The difference is you don't see it directly. I actually kind of like Upwork and Freelancer and all these sites. I like the competitive aspect of it and the direct feedback access of it. Because if you put yourself out on the web in general, just build a website and you don't go on any of these sites and you suck, You'll never see it as directly as you will on, say, Upwork, because what'll happen is you just won't get, you just won't get any, uh, anybody coming and and requesting your services. You won't get any of that, and and it'll just you won't know exactly why. Whereas if you go on Upwork or Freelancer or whatever, and you start bidding on jobs, and you get turned down over and over and over and over again, you're seeing it directly. If you take the same approach that you did on Upwork and are getting turned down all the time and you apply that to outside of there and your own work, guess what? You'd be getting turned down as well. You just wouldn't know it, right? It just would be kind of invisible. So I like that that aspect of it, but that's what Upwork does. It allows you to see it directly, and that's where a lot of people run into a little bit of a hard heartache and they start to blame the freelance site. So. Let me make this just a little bit more clear if I can. If I go on Upwork into my client account, so this is, I have both a freelancer and a client account. So if I go into my client account and I search uh, for freelancers and I search for the term WordPress, now probably, that's probably a pretty common thing that a client would do if they needed someone to work on a WordPress site. They would post their job and then they would go search, say, the WordPress or WordPress developer, and they look for developers to invite to the job. So if I do that as a client would, and I first filter for freelancers who have a 90% job success rate. So I want to find freelancers who actually deliver on what they say they're going to. So if I do that, guess what? 27 of the first 50 freelancers have that top rated badge. So Almost just over 50% of the freelancers I would see if I do that have that same top rated badge, have a success rate over 90%. Now, even if I remove that filter, still 19 of the 50 first 50 developers I'll find have that top rated badge, so 38%. In order to have that top rated badge, you have to have over a job a success rate over. 90%. So there's lots of developers that have those designations. There's lots of developers that have 
over a 90% job success rate. So what's the difference to a client between a 95% job success rate and a 96% job success rate or a 94 and a 96? There's not a ton of difference. That That's not going to be the thing that, that makes the decision for them. So you are still going to have to compete with those people who have that designation. And there's a good chunk of them that do. But getting even beyond that, you have to understand, clients don't go through some undergo some sort of uber logical decision making process where they you know, line up all the freelancers next to each other and they look at job success rates and ratings and they do a mathematical calculation and then they choose the one that has the best. Right? That's not how buying decisions are made. It's not just clients. Nobody makes buying decisions that way. Buying decisions are made emotionally. Right when the first iPhones came out, people weren't excited about the those iPhones because of the 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 speed of the processor. What really got them that might have been what they used to justify it later, whatever. What got them excited about it was the commercials and the way it looked and how they p- positioned it and portrayed it and just made it look awesome. Even if you go now to some buy some technology, it's not that you don't look at those things and you don't, but you buy a computer or you buy a piece of technology based off of how it makes you feel more than you do this super logical analysis of of all the data. Again, developers might be a little bit different because, you know, for me, for example, I do a lot of video rendering for some reason. And I I pay attention to the speed of the processor because it has a real world effect on how fast I can actually process video and how long my process is going to take. But for the most part, buying decisions are made very, very emotionally. So they're not going to do a search and just pick the freelancers with the highest job success rate and that pretty little top rated badge. They're going to look at your picture. They're going to skim your bio. They might read a few reviews. They might look at your portfolio and they're going to do all of it very, very quickly. And they're just going to try to get a feel for whether or not you're someone they want to invite to their job. And again, like it or not, they'll make that decision based off of that feel. So what I'm trying, all I'm trying to do is to get you to give them a good feel. Okay, that didn't come out right. But you, I think you know what I mean. You want to, the impression that you give off, you want it to feel good so that they they then invite you. And on the second part of what you said, as for Upwork being full of desperate clients, it's just, I mean, it's just so obviously false. It doesn't take more than five minutes to know that. So if I switch back over to uh, my freelancer account and I do the same WordPress search, I use that term. One of the first projects that's on there is from a client who has hired 92 times before. They've spent $30,000 plus on the site and have a five-star rating from the freelancers they've worked with. And if you re- re- read the reviews, they're mostly positive. So uh, sounds like to them, Upwork is their first resort, not their last. There's another that it's a client that spent 100 k and has a 4.98-star uh, rating. There's another that has spent 80 k plus and has a five-star rating. So... None of these clients seem desperate or to be using Upwork as a last resort. And imagine if you landed a project with one of these clients and you really impressed them. 
how much future work might you get from just that one client? So to be a little bit frank here, I'm the one calling BS. These clients are there. You just need to get over yourself a little bit and your top rated status and realize despite that, you still have to complete. If not here, then you're going to have to do it out on the open web. Nobody is going to give you the work. I don't care what Upwork's marketing is. If you want to be hard on them for the way they market themselves at times, fine. Go that route. But understand that doing that isn't going to help you get any more work. right? Complaining about it isn't going to help you get any more work. So understand what it is. They they are absolutely client first because the client's the one that pays the bills. I talked about this uh, in, a, in, in a different segment. But nobody's going to give you the work. Upwork's not there to just hand you work. They're there to help surface the best freelancers for clients, the ones paying the bills so that they can make the connection and they take a, they, they take a fee off the top for it. That's the entire game. If you understand that, then you're going to have a, a lot easier time over there. So that said, there are ways that you can stack the chips in your favor. There are subtle little tweaks that you can make to your profile, to your bids, to the entire approach you take on Upwork or Freelance or any of these sites that will tip, just slightly tip the scales in your favor and make it a lot easier for you to get hired and get paid more for your work. Not to mention being more valued, being more appreciated, being more respected along with it. So episode one of my Get Paid to Code training shows you how to position yourself so clients immediately see you as an expert. There's a simple little thing that you can do to have clients immediately see you as an expert, immediately be more believable so they'll actually believe the things that you say on your profile. And they'll see you as someone they can trust and someone that they really want to hire. In fact, it gets to a point where they hope that you'll accept them as a client. It, it sounds crazy, I know, to a lot of people, but uh, I've had it happen time and time again where people will come and it's just by the way you position yourself, the way you say things, they'll come to you and say, hey, I really hope you'll take this project. And from my side, I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> but... Uh, they'll get to a point where they really want to hire you. And again, it's even if you don't have a huge client list or this massive portfolio, there are things you can say and do that will help you get over that. And it helps you to be able to compete and win and to be able to sell yourself and have success doing that. So that's in episode one. Episode three actually shows you how to sift out all of these riffraff clients, the exact process I use to continually find the best jobs and best clients because projects are continually being posted on there. And so it's this ongoing process and a way for you to to start and sort of work your way out is the way I would describe it and, 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 and help you to find at that given time the best projects and the best jobs for you to bid on. So you're not wasting your time with clients that are going to flake out on you that they're the, the job proposals seem like they're fake or it's just someone who's really indecisive, indecisive etc. Where you can actually find clients who are going to hire. They're not afraid to pay for, for good work, etc. They're going to be easy to work with, all of that. So there's a process to continually doing this on a kind of day-to-day, week-to-week basis. So you can always find the best ones at that given moment. And then 
I'm also going to show you exactly how to bid to give you the best chance of getting hired, exactly what to say, how to read the description, etc. So those two episodes, in my not so humble opinion, will help make you a, a an upwork monster, so to speak, and help you to start sucking in all of the jobs in your particular niche and make other freelancers be mad at you because you're the one that's in that top spot. You're the one that has, you know, that that job history and has, you know, so much money earned that they're just envious and jealous. You'll be that person instead of the other way around. So anyway, all of it is available to supporting listeners. It's johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. You can get all of the details there. But whatever you do, don't fall into this mindset, this trap that it's only crappy clients. It's only you know people that are desperate, et cetera, or that, oh, I have top-rated status and X job success rate, so I don't have to compete. Lots of people have that over there. So you're still going to have to compete and win. And whether you do it on Upwork or somewhere else, there's still going to be other developers with their own websites who are doing marketing, who are doing all of these things to get work. We're all in the, it's a competitive thing. We're all competing in this together. Doesn't mean we have to hate each other, but it does mean that if you want to get work, you have to be willing to compete day in and day out. And again, there are some simple things that you can do to help give yourself an advantage of that, that a lot of freelancers simply do not do. And that's good for you because if you do do them, you have a lot better chance of uh, out-competing them and, and winning the work. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Again, thanks for watching. As I mentioned, if you want to get access to that training, it's johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. If you haven't subscribed yet, be sure to do that. And we'll talk to you next time.